Well, a good Wednesday afternoon, Saskatchewan. Jamie and I with you here on the Green Zone on a busy day, especially when it came down from the Globe and Mail this morning that the 2018 scandal that rocked Hockey Canada, and I would say hockey around the nation, not just the organization of Hockey Canada, with the scandal from the 2018 World Junior Team, has gotten to the point of an investigation and getting to the point closer to charges being laid against players from that gold medal team from the 2018 World Juniors. And the story from the Globe and Mail, uh, Robin Doolittle, had two sources saying they have told five players to report to London police to face charges of sexual assault. And... On Monday, February 5th, London Police has made this official. They're anticipating holding a news conference. And this all stems from a charity fundraising gala event in London, Ontario, in June of 2018. Of course, they won the gold medal in January. They're holding a Hockey Canada event. And a woman in the London area was with one of the players, went back to the hotel. Then the story allegedly goes, all of a sudden, more players were coming into the hotel room. And it spirals from there into allegations of sexual assault that were labeled against or put against them. A member of the woman's family went to police. At that time, the police investigation concluded without charges in February of 2019, without reasonable grounds. But Hockey Canada did settle the lawsuit without notice to the players, according to lawyers. Like behind the scenes, they went and said, you want to take $3.5 million? Some of which, by the way, which is asinine, came from the fees parents are paying to Hockey Canada on a year-to-year basis. And remember Hockey Canada last year said, we're not going to collect those fees member organizations saying we're not sending you those fees anyways so don't worry about it but here we are today now five players from a report from the globe and mail are facing charges of sexual assault and officially will likely all those players were 18 or above um or at least the ones that coincidence or not I have asked leave of their pro teams, and there's been five of them from the 2018 team over the last three days. Maybe it's a coincidence. But if the allegations go to those, they were all over 18. I think everybody at that tournament for Team Canada was over at the age of 18 for that June event. So... Those names will come out. What's after that when it comes to their current employers will be interesting to watch. Now, there's two things here when it comes to eventually getting to the point where we officially name names is there's been a lot of rumors and about who the players are. And it was came out about a year ago that more people were hearing it was it's going to be five players that 
if they face, so it's going to be five that face charges. And then it went, well, who are they? Of course it is. Who are they? The roster's right there. You can find it online right now. And everybody was going through the list of who all the players are. Oh, could you imagine if it was them? Oh, my goodness. He's one of the best players for this team. Oh, my. What if it's them or him? Oh, I remember watching him in junior. Oh, my God. Could it be him? And so for those players outside of this, there's relief going, okay, I can move on without people tweeting at me if it was me. But at least we get to the point where those players may be held accountable on these this alleged assault. But they will go through the proper protocols and procedures, of course, uh, through the legal system in Canada and in London. And we'll find out a lot more, it sounds like, from the London Police Department on February the 5th. As we continue here on the Green Zone coming up, Josh Klingler will be here. He is the uh, sideline reporter of the Kansas City Chiefs. They take on the Baltimore Ravens. Looking to see if Mahomes can get to another Super Bowl or if it's Lamar Jackson's time to represent with the Baltimore Ravens. Who, Chad and Esther Hazy, many say are one of the best teams in football ever are these Baltimore Ravens. Do you believe it? Um, they're good. They deserve all the accolades. They're uh, across the board except for an offensive line. And that quarterback better than Kansas City at every position. That's the only advantage. I think we have a little bit better offensive line, and we have the most talented quarterback ever graced the planet. <clears throat> so, anyways, so I'm not. So I was very confident in Buffalo last week. I was extra cocky. I'm not. Hey, there. confident, but Chad, you were calling weeks ago saying nigh. The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. You've been on this. Are you Are you going to backpedal on that now no, and pick Baltimore? No, no, no. I'm a data. I'm just a facts, man. I'm a data guy. Plus three and a half Kansas City, all over it. If Baltimore, no, they're not blowing them away. They got Patrick Mahomes. He's never been blown away in his playoff life except for one game against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. The other loss to Tom was in overtime. Joe Burrow by a field goal in overtime. Mr. Mahomes is 13-1 and in his playoff career against guys not named Tom Brady. If, if Baltimore wins, Lamar Jackson will level his record to 3-3 three and three in his playoff life. So he might get to 500 this year. <clears throat> so it's not, it's, Mahomes is the, he's the man. <laughs> like, he, they've punted twice in the last three games with the starters. He hasn't made a mistake. No sacks, no interceptions. Like he's, it's Patrick, man. He's the best. He's the best. If they if they win, this is a good. Sorry, the, the conversation. If they win the Super Bowl, which they have a chance, there's no way they're going to say they don't. That'll be two. Then if they have come back next year, because they're going to get better. Like this is year two of the rebuild. This is the weakest team ever. So if you can't beat them now, good luck NFL. You ain't going to beat them next year. And uh, then they'll win three in a row. Then now we can talk goat stuff, and we can talk goat stuff. Patrick Mahomes and goat Andy Reid, because they'll have three in a row. It's something that. New England Patriot dynasty never did. They have to beat Baltimore first this weekend, Chad. Don't get too far. You're talking a year from now with three straight. Yeah, go with it. We're going to be able to go with Chad. Anyways, <laughs> this is the Super Bowl for everybody out there because whoever wins this game, 
the NFC team has like five percent chance of winning in the Super Bowl. It's ninety-five percent. Whoever wins this game will be favored by four or more points in the Super Bowl. You can mark that on the chalkboard. If it's San Francisco, Detroit, whatever, they're going to be a plus four, plus five, playing either of these two gate teams in the Super Bowl. And uh, Baltimore like, beat them both by a thousand this year, Detroit and San Francisco. So good luck, NFC teams. The AFC is the better team, got the better quarterbacks, and it's the better division. And we'll, we'll see. NFC will get rolled again, just like they have the last ten years. Okay, is it? it I'm starting to feel that Detroit's going to win on Sunday. I don't know. As we get closer to the game, I'm starting to see more and more Detroit uh, as the winners going to Super Bowl in Las Vegas. If Debo doesn't play, they have a real good chance that Debo is a huge piece of that. And uh, even if they don't play, JB, you can't say they're the most overrated team because, like, they're in the Final Four. So I don't, I don't think anybody's running around calling Lions Super Bowl champs. So I would have to say they performed to expectation this year. They, they performed more than I thought they would. I thought they'd like a win that win that division and win one playoff game. So they've exceeded my expectation for them. Uh, same with me, Chad. Uh, but I wasn't impressed by Brock Purdy against the Green Bay Packers uh, last week. So we'll see how it goes. And Jameer Gibbs and company with that Detroit Lions team. Um, I'll be interested to see. AFC and NFC championship. Flip a coin now. It's starting to feel like flip a coin with these two games, which is the way it should be for the Final Four in the National Football League. As there you go, Chad. Chad's already talking about a three-peat, ladies and gentlemen. They haven't even won two straight yet. I love his confidence with his Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, who is one of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game. He's got some work to do, though, to be the greatest of all time. He does things Tom Brady could not do. Patrick Mahomes. Just straight out talent-wise. But this run that the Chiefs are on with Patrick Mahomes, with the Super Bowl championships and the AFC championships over and over and over again, yes, they are starting to remind us of the Patriots, but they need to start winning consecutive titles. Maybe this is the year as they go up against the Baltimore Ravens. Josh Klingler is the sideline reporter of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he will give us a little bit of a preview at 535. Uh, coming up here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie and I with you here in the Green Zone. A reminder tonight, the uh, WHL or CHL Top Prospects game is uh, going on. A couple of uh, WHL Saskatchewan uh, connections on the rosters uh, tonight uh, with the Regina Pats. Tanner Howe is playing in this one. Ryder Ritchie of the uh, Prince Albert Raiders as well is uh, playing tonight in the uh, Top Prospects game. I'm interested as well. Ty Aginla is in this one. The son of uh, Jerome Aginla is in the uh, top prospects game. Uh, Berkeley Catton from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Spokane Chiefs is uh, playing in this one uh, tonight as well. So a couple of Saskatchewan connections for the top prospects game. As These are all draft-eligible players uh, this year. 
And we'll uh, try to catch up with uh, some of them when they return uh, from New. They're playing in Moncton, New Brunswick uh, tonight. Our game of the night is the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, that game starts uh, right away, uh, actually, uh, tonight in the uh, National Hockey League as puck drop is in a couple of minutes uh, with the uh, Maple Leafs and the Jets. Um, the Jets are the top team in the Central. The Canucks, the top team in the league. But the Edmonton Oilers are the talk of the town, I will admit. And last night, they won 14 straight after being asleep for the first two periods. Outplayed by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Thankfully, Stuart Skinner once again stood on his head for the Oilers to have a 1-1 game. And then in the intermission, they obviously, I don't know, looked around the room and go, oh, we're playing tonight? We're in the, already in the third period? Okay. They woke up. They won 4-1 against Columbus. 14 straight wins. Stuart Skinner breaks Grant Fear's record for most consecutive wins by a goaltender. 11 straight starts. Grant Fear had 10. First team in NHL history to win 12 straight games, allowing two goals or less. There's been teams that have allowed two goals or less for 12 straight, but never won all those games. Back in the dead puck year, it was like a lot of one nothing and 2-1 hockey. Uh, so the Oilers keep rolling. They have the Chicago Blackhawks uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. And the Blackhawks, they're, ha- they're having a rough go uh, without uh, a lot of their players with the injuries that have happened in Chicago. So they'll try to stretch it to 15. And then if they win that one, then they have the Nashville Predators. And you're starting to wonder when or if the Oilers will ever lose again. I'm Jamie Nye. This is a Wednesday afternoon on the Green Zone. Top prospects game tonight in Moncton, New Brunswick. You got the Toronto Maple Leafs, Winnipeg Jets. You also have the Canucks and the Blues tonight for hockey fans. But I know football fans are anticipating Sunday, the AFC and NFC Championship game. We'll preview the NFC Championship game a little later this week. But right now, Josh Klingler is the sideline reporter for the Chiefs Radio Network and from 610 Radio Sports Radio in Kansas City. Uh, back with us again to preview this one. Josh, thanks for your time. You bet. It's a weird situation, though, on the road this time. I mean, until... <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice to be at home for these games. I mean, we're getting pretty spoiled, though, in Kansas City. I mean, six straight's a pretty, pretty stupid number. I couldn't believe it when so, when it was brought up that Patrick Mahomes never played a playoff game outside of Arrowhead except for the Super Bowl before he last week. Like, that is, that's a bit nuts to me, Josh, on how spoiled you've been in Kansas City. Yeah, and there were, there were people that said uh, around here, I mean, it's getting to the point where, like, boy, I'd like to see what he could do on the road. This is kind of getting... You know, boring. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you should play every game at home. It doesn't matter. But, uh, you know, I guess check mark one more, one more thing in his early resume of, uh, you know, winning a road playoff game. And heck, if he wins another AFC championship and this becomes one on the road as well, um, boy, it's, uh, it's kind of a runaway freight train at this point. Cause at, at one point this season, I don't think a lot of people were sure this team could get this far. And, uh, here they are with just as, Go to fifty-fifty opportunity to uh, to get back to another Super Bowl. I, I I know you've covered this team, so I'm going to take you back. I think five seasons ago, 
when, you know, Patrick Mahomes this year, 27 touchdown passes. That season he had 26. He only played in 14 games. He played in 16 this year. Um, this was his worst statistical year since 2019, but they did win the Super Bowl that year. Is this team and the way they're doing it remind you of five years ago, or is this a completely different path uh, to potentially another Super Bowl visit? Um, a different path because this one's been more about the defense, but doesn't get the headlines. But um, when you have Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey and now you know Taylor Swift on your roster, um, the the defense doesn't get a lot of uh, attention. So this been has been a you know a defensive fueled season. I, I don't think they got to where they thought they could get offensively this year, but to their credit, they got to the postseason and really kind of whittled down their offense. Um, they were trying to kind of force-feed a lot of parts, I think, during the season, trying to give guys opportunities, and stuff didn't quite work out in that regard. And so they decided to really kind of tailor their offense to run through Travis Kelsey, to uh, run through the rookie um, in, in Rice at wide receiver, and then to, to run the football with Isaiah Pacheco and then lean on the defense. So a little bit different identity as the season went along. I don't think it was the blueprint they had before the season, but you know, late in the season and certainly into the playoffs, they've played well to this year's team identity. I still think you're going to have probably more offense at different times for this Chiefs team. They're not as high-powered offensively, but you know, around here they've always said, boy, I wonder what Patrick Mahomes could do with a top-10 defense. Well, uh, he's got a top-10 defense. He's got a top-5 defense. He's got a number of categories of number-one defense. And so um, it's been a it's been a different kind of, Different kind of playbook this year, but same results I don't think anybody's arguing with. What is the expectation of uh, young Isaiah Pacheco uh, after, uh, I think it was a toe injury, kept him out of practice? Um, I think he's going to be fine. Um, he's He runs so hard. He, I think he's just always going to be on the injury list. He's going to be one of, one of those types um, that, that there's, there's always kind of something to speed up. And so kind of precautionary. I think they know what they have in him as well, too, so... I don't think him missing playoff or uh, practice time is going to be an issue. I think uh, Joe Tooney at at uh, at guard is probably the biggest injury for the Chiefs, uh, a strained pectoral muscle, and looks like uh, this could be something that keeps him out uh, this week. And he's a perennial Pro Bowl, All Pro type, a guy along the offensive line, their best offensive lineman at guard, and then uh, linebacker Willie Gay, who I think will draw a lot of the uh, assignment of trying to keep. Lamar Jackson kind of in a in a in a zone. Um, he's been dealing with a neck injury. Uh, was out of practice or was out of the game, I should say, last week after the first series, and so uh, we'll be keeping an eye on him throughout the week. Those are the two kind of major injuries. I don't think Pacheco will probably one that that is uh, any big deal probably beyond today. I'm assuming he's going to uh, play, but the all eyes on certainly Willie Gay, and it looks like probably uh, Tooney will have to wait till hopefully. Uh, there is another game if there is another game. Of course, uh, this week it's Lamar Jackson and uh, the number one seed Baltimore Ravens for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Josh Allen, mobile quarterback himself, uh, but I would uh, argue that the Ravens' defense is a bit better than the banged-up Bills uh, mm-hmm. were last week. Uh, how big of a challenge is this going to be for Kansas City to win back-to-back on the road? Yeah, much like I said with the Chiefs' identity this year, I think it's, this is going to be a defensive game. Mahomes and Jackson are going to be the headliners. There's no doubt about it. They, they're they going to get the brightest lights, but I think it's going to come down to defense. You have the number one and number two uh, scoring defenses in the NFL. You have the number one and number two uh, 
sack defenses in the NFL. Uh, both are all over the place in terms of shutting people down. And so I got to think this is going to be a lower scoring game that, that comes down to, you know, who can kind of break through and, and manage possessions the best. They both have great kickers as well. And so um, that's almost a, a situation where that's a, that's a wash as well. So it's going to be who executes the best, I think, offensively against really, really good defenses. So, again, the, the headliners are the quarterbacks, but I think the defenders have as, as big an opportunity to be the stars of the show coming up on Sunday. To, to take you over to the Baltimore side, it seems similar. The pressure on Josh Allen to beat the Chiefs, the pressure on Lamar Jackson just to have success in the playoffs, whereas the Chiefs, they, they've been there, done that. They, they know how to do it. How big of an advantage is that for Kansas City where the pressure to win isn't really on them because they had two Super Bowl rings? Yeah, I think the pressure is all on Lamar Jackson in this one. And and then I think the Chiefs are also kind of relishing a little bit being the underdog. They're, that's not going to happen much. It hasn't happened much over the recent years. And so I think there's a little bit of a chip on their shoulders. Certainly last week when everybody – I felt like three out of every four national pundits picked the uh, picked the Bills, and the and the and the Chiefs were not happy about it. it um, that a lot of people were saying, "Well, the Bills get this game at home, they're going to win." And so the Chiefs used that as fuel, and I think they're pretty good at. at sometimes you got to manufacture chips on your shoulder. I think if you're as good as the Chiefs have been, I think they'll use any kind of motivation. So I think this week is uh, probably a little bit. You know, Lamar Jackson has the pressure. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are a team that hasn't performed all that well in the postseason in, in, in recent years. And uh, also, they're going to be going in there as a uh, handicapping underdog. So uh, all those things, I think, spin well in the, in the Chiefs' favor. And that's not to say they don't want to win, because they do, even though all the pressure seems to be off them. They, they absolutely want to get back to the Super Bowl. And it's interesting, because I don't feel like there's been a lot of talk in previous years. I think everybody's been waiting to see, oh, can you get another back-to-back um, a Super Bowl Something that hasn't happened since the Patriots, and and that talk with this team is has not happened at all. Um, I think a lot of people were surprised they were in this spot. I don't think the team was, but I think around the country, if uh, you know, certainly if they get back through this one, uh, there'll be talk of that again. But I think the Chiefs have as good a shot as any to get back and to win another Super Bowl the way they're playing right now in the postseason. Josh Klingler joining us out of Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio and a sideline reporter for the Chiefs radio network as we look at the AFC Championship game against the Baltimore Ravens coming up on Sunday in Baltimore. But, Josh, is this has this been the most frustrated you've seen Patrick Mahomes throughout the season at times? And when did it did, did you see it maybe click? Or was it not until the playoffs where they just figured out, okay, these are the guys I can rely on? Uh, your first question, yes. Certainly the most frustrating season for Patrick Mahomes. We had the the, the helmet-throwing situation at one point in time, and uh, there have been some stuff going on the sidelines of frustration. He and Kelsey, Travis Kelsey both. Um, I think it really kind of clicked in uh, week 17, uh, the game against Cincinnati. It kind of, they kind of, they, they had a good team, a Cincinnati team that's also had a little bit of the Chiefs number, if anybody has, uh, came into Arrowhead. Chiefs played really well offensively kind of got dialed in a little bit more, and then they were able to to really wrap up the three seed and not have anything to play for. So they had a week 18 essentially off for all the starters. And then I think they kind of, again, they kind of pared down. I think they pared down their offense to a certain extent where they were trying to find five and six wide receivers that were going to contribute. And, you know, not enough guys stepped up. And so they just basically said, okay, here are the, here are the guys we're going to throw to. Everybody else, 
Um, you're going to come with very limited opportunities, and if you make plays, uh, great, and you better uh, because the ball's not coming to you much. And so I think they just kind of pared down, uh, you know, week 17 and then into the playoffs, and that's uh, been their most effective way to, to play offensively. Look, it's, it's funny because they're, they're to this point, and they're probably, you know, if they get to the, to, the, to the Super Bowl even, they know they have a few deficiencies on offense and are going to take care of those in the offseason. There will be some additions at wide receiver, if not one, two additions at wide receiver. So even though they made it this far, there's not a, hey, we told you it was going to be fine type attitude. I think they realize they're going to have some stuff they need to get to in the offseason. Uh, do you know yet who will be in the uh, suite uh, for the uh, AFC championship game? <laughs> do you have a um, guest list guess- from Travis Kelsey? I, I do not. I'm not privy to that, but, uh, I, I think, I think there'll probably be another Jason Kelsey appearance. Um, shirtless or not, um, you know, the, the trek from Philadelphia to, to, uh, to Baltimore is a very easy one. Um, Taylor Swift has been a mainstay. As long as she hasn't had a concert, she's been, uh, in tow as well. And so I got to imagine she'll be there. Um, uh, Mahomes has his group that's always there. The Mahomes and the Kelseys uh, seemingly have been the, the traveling traveling show as well. So I got to imagine they're all going to be uh, trying to get to this one as well. But uh, we'll see if Jason keeps his shirt on. He, he really diffused the crowd, I thought, last week, too. Uh, could have been an angry road crowd. And all you got to do is take your shirt off, jump out with the fans, and you know pound a couple beers. And apparently you make friends uh, even on the road in the NFL. So uh, Jason being there might help. I don't know. That is... Josh Klingler, sideline reporter of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Hey, Jason was a, he became a fan favorite up outside that suite, jumping in and out because he, re, that relates well to Bill's Mafia. Like if you have watched videos from their tailgates of people jumping through flaming tables from six feet above ground, you see the guy, he, like his pants caught fire because they put the fuel on and they light the match. Jumps, boom, not good. So that is um, why I believe it's just Jason Kelsey being Jason Kelsey. A more coming up uh, here on the Green Zone. Champs and Chumps directly ahead on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. You two are winners, big winners. I think you're shagadelic, baby. You're switched on. You're smashing. You tried your best. And you failed miserably. The only thing I'm addicted to right now is winning. You're an idiot. Ah, you're a bad person. Each and every day, one champ, one chump. Uh, the chump or chumps in this case go out to uh, the uh, social media detectives uh, wrongfully accusing other members of the 2018 team that they were involved in the alleged sexual assault. Of course... When it came out that five players, uh, almost every player's name came up. Kale McCarr, especially, was baffling to me. He wasn't even in London, Ontario for this event, and people were bringing up his name, almost wanting Kale McCarr to be one of the five to be because the Colorado Avalanche are so damn good. That, that you people are sick when you, when you do that. So there's your chumps. The champ, and of course, um, he was a champ a few uh, weeks ago uh, here on the Green Zone. Uh, was Darko Rajakovic? That's outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. This is shame. Yeah, one of the best coaching rants of all time. 
But he's a champ for a different reason. Uh, Darko Ryakovich of the uh, Toronto Raptors is a champ because uh, he announced he, he is donating, he and his wife donating $20 American. Every assist they recorded by the Raptors this season for Toronto's Hospital for Sick Children, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee, and the Children's Hospital in Belgrade, Serbia. That will be upwards of $50,000 American uh, from the head coach of the Toronto Raptors, the champ today here on the Green Zone.